Kick it 5,000. Frataloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings your Garage Logic podcast number 1,126. That's dope. August 4th, 2023, 102 degrees was the high on this day. That was in 1947. And I told you the 70s were cool. It was 48 degrees was the low on this day in 1978. I bet the kids laid off swimming on this day in 1978, even though their beach looked pristine, Mm. because by 1978, Aquaside products were widely in use. They're made in White Bear Lake. They are products designed to quickly and safely remove the unwanted crud in your swimming area. Algae and uh, unwanted vegetation and whatever you're staring at down there that freaked the kids out. The uh, products are easy to use. They work quickly. They've been vetted by all of the thousands and thousands of environmental protection agencies that we have so they're safe for you, the fish, and your family. Here's what you do. Take your cell phone, walk down to the old swimming hole, and call Aquaside and tell them what you're describe Describe what you're looking at. They'll get you the right products and your place will look great. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. I'm going to take you on a journey to the center of your mind. Okay, Amboy. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I don't know where to begin. I am surrounded by... Madness? I'm surrounded by madness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, could pick, I could pick anything at random. For example, the Minnesota Reformer is reporting that about half the people indicted in the Feeding Our Future fraud also had many other state contracts. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe... How are you supposed to grow your business if you don't go national? You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. Right! Your fraudulent eggs. Yeah, who's got the best deal? Which state? About half the people charged by the U.S. Department of Justice with stealing hundreds of millions of dollars from a federal program to feed the kids during the pandemic, they've been paid tens of millions of more in state money for child care and assisting seniors and people with disabilities. In the past dozen years, state agencies, largely the State Department of Human Services, have had contracts with about 30 businesses connected to 26 people charged in the Feeding Our Future scandal, according to a reformer review of state records and corporate filings. The federal investigation became public in January 2022 when the FBI raided homes and seized property to stop the hemorrhaging of federal money. And in that regard, so far, 60 people have been charged with stealing more than a quarter of a billion dollars in the scheme that prosecutors say was orchestrated by a Minnesota nonprofit called Feeding Our Future. Uh, Then the reformer dug into this, and they found that the fraud is far more widespread than previously thought Dun, dun, dun. Thomas Brewer, I'm sorry, Thomas Brever, 
An attorney for one of the Feeding Our Future defendants said federal officials have expanded their investigation into other areas. I know they're looking at adult daycare issues, he said. Although DHS declined to provide anyone for an interview, of course. DH Assistant Commissioner Natasha Mers told the reformer earlier this year that the departments take the Feeding Our Future scandal seriously. Well, good. We would expect you to. And uh, they've worked across departments with the DHS Office of Inspector General to make sure that that we are catching those interactions and taking appropriate action. Well, you're not. And here's the deal. I mean, I could go on and on and on about this, but we know a couple of things. We know the government's too big. We know that it's basically a one-party government. And we know that even though fraud could predate uh, the current governor, Walls, that these are Walls' people in charge. Uh, No better example. And uh, you still should have her name up on the wall, Rook. Uh, The uh, the outgoing Department of Education head who who left at the peak of the food fraud discovery... Never said a word, I'm sure retired with all her benefits and pensions and whatever. She was a Walls gal. Never said a word about this. Nope. Yeah, she was smart enough. She saw it coming. She got the hell out of there when the getting was good. And so there's there's never accountability. These people are one party. They're adult children. They're They're not competent. And they keep making the same mistakes over and over again. And we have more of this to look forward to. Rookie's right. It was Heather Mueller. Yeah. Yep. We have more of this to look forward to. For example, if the Democrats do develop a, a, a new wing of the bureaucracy dedicated to marijuana reparations, there's a whole new bureaucracy ripe for fraud. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> you liked that one, did you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we have a new bureaucracy <laughs> being developed that's ripe for fraud that's going to monitor the uh, payments now for family leave, and they'll keep they'll keep adding wings of granite right. buildings to this campus, and it's all filled with people who don't get up in the morning intentionally intending to be criminals, but they're going to get caught up in a system where there's no accountability and the buck never stops anywhere. Here, here. So the, here's the latest. The fraud is widespread. It's been going on for years, and if the Minnesota DHS didn't know, they should have. And all the people involved got reelected and are still in power. The daycare fraud story from a couple of years ago that was almost a mirror image of the food fraud, 100% true. The story was buried. They gaslit us, and they continue to gaslight us on so many issues. Crime, government fraud and corruption, white supremacy, racism, transphobia, homophobia, climate change, and the list goes on. Here's an interesting question to ponder. Uh, This is from an emailer friend named Daniel. When these new institutions come out, and they also happen to be mostly Somali people, is anyone going to notice the trend? I'm tired of being bullied and gaslit, Daniel. I don't blame you, Daniel. We're, uh, we're in big trouble in the once great state of Minnesota. And the government we have is completely inadequate. No, I think Daniel didn't put it strongly enough. He's not just being gaslit. He and we and all of us are the victims of fraud. 
Yes. This pot reparations deal that nobody knew about till yesterday, we're suckers. We're, we, they've committed fraud on us. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew about this. Needs a, we need a Republican Party that can somehow grab the grab the attention of the public and the interest of the republic. It's not going to happen, like you said at the onset. It's it's a one-party rule. It doesn't matter if it's red or blue or R or D. We need a whole new party, Joe. Yeah. Which is never going to happen. It's going to party. I call it the Sid party. Where's the party? Yeah. We need a party. Beer party is nice. what we need, to quote uh, Reavers from yes. many years ago. A beer party? A you beer said? party. I think Jordy alerted me to this. World War II paratrooper, famous for bringing beer to wounded troops, has died at the age of 98. I think I remember this story. Well, I, I don't know that you would because he just died. This is dated August 3rd. I mean, the, the guy bringing beer to the troops. Vincent Speranza. An American paratrooper who became known as the so- this is from the Army News, who became known as the soldier who doled out beer to his wounded comrades during the Battle of the Bulge died Wednesday at the age of nineteen uh, at the age of ninety eight. The Eighteenth Airborne Corps announced he was a New York native drafted out of high school in nineteen forty three to Company H. Lied about his age, I bet. 501st Parachutist Infantry Regiment, 101st Airborne Division, and slotted in as an incredibly green replacement in November of 1944 as the unit regrouped following the failure of Operation Market Garden earlier that fall. Within weeks, Speranza found himself among 600,000 GIs engaged in the bitter, nearly six-week campaign against approximately 500,000 Nazis. On the second day of the fighting, Company H found itself surrounded and its supplies waning rapidly. The Germans had slipped around and they had surrounded the town and we had no place to put the wounded, Speranza told the 101st Airborne Museum in Bastogne in 2012. The men found a bombed-out church and used it as a makeshift field hospital amid the chaos and carnage. Speranza heard his friend Joe Willis, who was wounded with shrapnel in both legs, begging for water. His own canteen empty, Speranza checked a devastated tavern close by and found, to his delight, a working beer tap. (laughs) (laughs) Filling his helmet, which also served as his foxhole toilet, Speranza returned to the field hospital and gave Willis and other wounded (sighs) soldiers the cold brew. We could have left that detail out. That would have been okay with that. Well, the Army didn't leave it out. I was like an old cow, you know, feeding everybody with beer, Speranza said. The helmet soon ran dry, so Speranza made another run, but soon found his exit blocked by the regimental surgeon. What the hell are you doing, soldier? Groused the major. Giving aid and comfort to the wounded, came Speranza's reply. He goes, you stupid bastard, don't you know that I have chest cases and stomach cases in here? You give them beer and you'll kill them. Speranza quickly placed the helmet back on his head, the vestiges of beer leaking down his cheeks as he ran back to his foxhole. 
Speranza went on to survive Bastogne and the war, but upon returning home, the former paratrooper largely attempted avoiding the memories of his service, becoming a history teacher and a father in the years that followed. Unbeknownst to him, the private's act of kindness on December 17, 1944, became the stuff of legend in the town of Bastogne. Brassier Lamborel, a brewery in Bastogne, even created airborne beer that was served in helmet-shaped ceramic bowls to commemorate the paratroopers' beer-carrying mission, Speranza's VA biography pointed out. This was not the story that I recalled. I had never heard this one. Incredibly, Speranza did not become aware of his fame until 2009 when he returned to the once besieged town for the first time since the war. I'm reading you this because I'm going to follow up with something that tells us where we are today. Okay. Because I'm telling you, I'm taking you to a journey to the center of your mind. Okay. After being a machine gunner at the Battle of the Bulge, winning a Purple Heart and a Bronze Star, and spending two decades as a public school teacher, airborne beer is what I'm famous for, Speranza told Stars uh-huh. and Stripes. <laughs> In subsequent years, Speranza traveled across the U.S. and Europe, <laughs> recounting his wartime stories to soldiers and veterans alike, even going viral in 2016 for his rendition of Blood on the Risers at the Frederick Army Airfield in Oklahoma. This past March, the 98-year-old vet skydived as part of a ceremony commemorating World War II paratroopers. Jumping is the most fantastic thing in the world, he told Staten Island Live. The last jump I made was in 1945, and I reached about, when I reached about age 80, I started training for another jump. I said, I'm going to be gone soon, and i got to do it just one more time. Wow. Well, rest in peace, sir. What was the uh, what was the name of the beer again? Airborne beer. Airborne, my lady, airborne. That's right. He had airborne <laughs> beer. Now, where are we today? Here, uh, studio. <clears throat> Do we have that man among us today? Oh God, no. We have out of Seattle. The story. Uh, I fear this story is really gonna. Be contrary to what you just read. In a story uh, in a site called The Urbanist, written by Barbara Clabitz and Rachel Heaton, guest contributors. Barbara Clabitz and Rachel Heaton. Dear Seattle. You're dying. It's time to be brave as a mother. There's one topic intruding into our thoughts this summer. When will smoke season in Seattle begin? I'm going to address each one of these. Do you think uh, Speranza would have worried about that? No. No. Can we plan fall birthday parties outdoors anymore? Do you think Speranza would have worried about that? Are there enough toys for when we're trapped indoors with a child? I don't think Speranza would have concerned himself with that. At what air quality index should we wear masks at the playground? I don't think uh, Speranza would have worried about that. Quick, let's get more swim lessons in before the smoke arrives. We try not to read too much news because the news brings us both rage and tears. 
Lady, you don't know rage and tears compared to a parachutist at the Battle of the Bulge, for example. Canada's wildfires from last year are still burning. The Gulf Stream is collapsing, and she bought it. An era of global boiling has started. (laughs) You bought it, didn't you, ladies? (laughs) But it gets worse. Worse? Oh, good. With all this composing our daily reality, how can anyone celebrate a seafare that features the polluting air shows of the Blue Angels? Seattle's Blue Angels air shows are August 4 and 5. That's That's today today and tomorrow. tomorrow. They have been considered entertainment since 1946, but those were different times with different issues. The climate crisis wasn't the daily headlines. Salmon runs weren't disappearing. Glaciers weren't receding. The issues of today are further aggravated by outdated entertainment like the Blue Angels. <sighs> These air shows are, are an archaic institution that glorify the largest polluter in the world, the U.S. military-industrial complex. <laughs> well, that's not even factually accurate because China is the largest polluter in the world. Well, nothing she's said so far is factually <laughs> accurate, but keep going. As the award-winning journalist Christopher Cook put it, the air show guzzles phenomenal amounts of fossil fuels and taxpayer dollars. The air shows are dropping extra emissions on top of our layers of city smog and wildfire smoke and contaminants on the plants eaten by our tribal communities and picked from our urban gardens. The air shows are completely incompatible with the city free of climate pollutants as called for in Seattle's 2019 Green New Deal resolution. Oh, they've got one too. We are choking under polluted skies and watching the plains while toxins fall on us and into our eyes. <laughs> we cannot afford the air shows in every sense of the word. We cannot afford the layering on of poor summer air quality issues that send us to urgent care with asthma attacks. Mm-hmm. Twins just played about three games out there. They were bluebird days, weren't they? They were pretty nice. She is so frail, isn't she? Yeah, we cannot afford to contaminate our children's lungs for a party. We cannot afford to waste taxpayer dollars on a few hours of entertainment that are costing us so dearly, including the impacting of our quality of life. We cannot afford the lawsuits that children are already using to hold adults accountable for our actions. The Children's Trust has proceedings in all 50 states. The communities around SeaTac Airport are suing for the toxic pollution of planes. This lady better never be caught on an airplane. The climate kids of Montana are putting their courage on display. Can we? I'm almost done. There's more? We all have to think more about our future generations and change course. What would it have meant to you to see your parents stand up for your right to clean air? Well, lady, what my parents stood up for was to keep you from speaking German. We mothers, we build our bravely, we build our bravery incrementally through the rejection we experience day after day because kids have opinions. Parenting requires these little bits of daily bravery. Someone doesn't like the lunch we packed or the shoes we bought, and we have to carry on. This is this oh. constitutes a problem in this woman's life. Oh, how does she live? 
It's these small bits of bravery that we need to transfer to the political sphere. Sign a petition. Join the Veterans for Peace and Extinction Rebellion actions on August 5 and 6. Contact Mayor Bruce Harrell and tell him to cancel the air shows. Let's envision a new seafare, one that celebrates and contributes to clean air. May we seek new freedom. We'll leave you to reflect on a quote from a classic children's book. Unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, nothing is going to get better. It's not. The Lorax. With all the love in our hearts, Seattle, support us. Now, Barbara Clabitz completed her Master's of Marine Affairs at the University of Washington as a researcher, writer, and outdoor recreator. She has published on the intersections of gender and the environment. Hmm. Her first documentary is available at Women Talk Climate. She currently serves the community as a board member for her Reclaiming STEM Institute and as a member of the Habitat Strategic Initiative Advisory Team for the Washington Department of Natural Resources. And Rachel Heaton is a mother to three beautiful children. That's probably better than three homely children. Okay, yeah. And a member of the Muckleshoot Indian Tribe. Her climate activism includes direct actions. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Public speaking, co-founding Mazaska Talks, and sitting on the city of Seattle's Green New Deal Oversight Board. She sustains traditional practices as a cultural educator for the Muckleshoot Indian Tribe. That's a neat name, isn't it? Yeah, it is. The Muckleshoot Indian Tribe. Advocates for the rights uh, of Native and Indigenous peoples and connects people to nature through physical fitness. Let's go for a run. That's right. And the (laughs) two gals have combined to write a piece saying, "We, we must end the Blue Angels show. A magnificent tree was murdered. The mighty dollar cut it down. There's a hole in the sky where the tree once was. Somebody's making money. Stand up. They really like to, they love to revel in their misery, right? Their perceived misery. But it's what constitutes the misery that's so sad. Yeah, you're right. It's it's the it's whether or not the kid has the right pair of shoes. Well, that's gonna be that that's can, not misery. That's, that could be traumatic. No, it cannot be. Oh, it can't. That's everyday parenting. And if they don't like the shoes, shut up, kid. Those are your, Those shoes. Are your shoes. What form, if not the Blue Angels? What form of entertainment? Give me anything that would be um, acceptable. What would put a smile on her face? Entertainment, something uh, to laugh and. And be in awe of the well, Barbie there, movie. There's no laughing at the Blue Angels, but you would be put in awe of it. Right. But that's not acceptable for her. So what would her substitute be? Well, you'd have to conclude that nothing involving fossil fuels in her world would constitute entertainment. I would shorten that sentence to just nothing, period. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> And nothing guitar makes, singing kumbaya. It, nothing makes her happy. Trees were cut down to make that acoustic guitar, Matthew. Dang and there's a hole in animals, the sky. Animals were killed to make those shoes, I, to I'm make gonna, those soles. I'm, and oil was used, too. 
I'm going to stick to my belief that many, many people are mentally ill. Yep. I'm I'm sorry. Yep. And I don't mean to disparage true mental illness because that's real and it happens to people and families struggle with it. But these fools are mimicking a kind of mental illness. Uh yes. I, I think I think it's the Samer theory. This is. is this is the twenty twenty three version of the Samer theory. Did you call Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities yet? Because no, that's who be. you're calling before winter. I will be. That's who I'm calling before winter. Why am I delaying? Why am I delaying? I got to get on their calendar. Well, because you know the earth is ending because the climate's going to swallow us all up. 2040. Anyway. You got to do it by 2040. And the earth is uneven. That's right. Yeah. Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. They take care of garage doors from top to bottom. Rollers, springs, the openers. Pairing the opener to your car, your phone, however you want to mm -hmm. do it. They're all there. Plus, you want to uh, upgrade your curb appeal? They'll get you a new garage door. They do oh, yeah, nice. doors, any kind of door, and uh, they're available twenty four seven. They don't charge extra for weekends. They serve. I and I, I have dealt with garage companies, that garage door companies that do to that do charge extra for weekends. What a dirty trick! And man, did I get nailed. Mm. Uh, well, now you know. Now the word's out. Well, absolutely. Precision Garage Door will help you. As I say, if you want to up that curb appeal quotient, they'll get you a door. Uh, they serve the metro and western Wisconsin. You need a garage door guy. In this case, you're getting the whole Garage Logic family. Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. Contact them at precisiondoormn.com. Mike Schoonover of Schoonover Body Works on the horn with us. Positive Friday brought to us by Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care. The all-new Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care right there in Shoreview, 1060 County E. Mike, it looks like you're getting so close that you're about to stripe the parking lot. How do you figure how many cars can go into that parking lot? I'm seeing a lot of math here, a lot of math. Don't overthink it, Kenny, and stay in your lane. I can't have too many cars here, Kenny, because I can't fix them all. If, if the parking lot's full, that's not a good thing. So, so ten, you can get ten cars in the lots. Yeah, yeah. We just need the right amount of cars, the, 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 those that need to be fixed. So. Right. So, yeah, so uh, Monday, uh, Monday, the, the blacktop company is going to be here, and they're going to put the final coat of pavement on, and then... Right behind them is going to be the uh, the artist who's going to put lines and and arrows and all kinds of really cool things, and it's it's going to it's going to be great next week. I love the smell of fresh blacktop. What is wrong with me? And then you mix that with blacktop paint. You need some help next week. I, I can roll down there. I'll grab a paintbrush <laughs> or a roller and start painting lines for you if you want. No, just come on over and smell it with us. It's, you know, we're talking. <laughs> We're talking petroleum and uh, all kinds of, uh, you know, really good paint. It's good I, stuff. I've just had a brilliant idea. Grand reopening party with GL. I'm down. Live, I'm down. live show right in your parking lot. <laughs> well, hey, this is a great idea until, until you tell Joe. How's it, go, uh, how's it going with hiring employees, Mike? Are you getting everybody you need, the bodies you need? 
Uh, it is. Uh, so I hired uh, I hired uh, Josh. He's my new service manager. So we've never had a service manager before, but I got Josh, and and uh, oh. he's got a lot of experience, and he's very personable, and and uh, he knows what he's doing. So he's helping me grow the service side of things, and uh, we got a service tech that's going to start in a couple of weeks, and uh, we're we're looking for more service techs, you know, diagnostic techs, and and uh, uh, that that you know that that type of person so it's going to be great yeah you know that's all fine and good mike and i'm sitting here reading between the lines and what i'm hearing is that you're preparing um you're preparing to be an absentee owner you're going to get this finished up you're going to move down to florida and maybe call up here once a month to see how it's going no because kenny if you remember right um i am uh, my wife uh, gail and i work in the business so she does uh, HR and accounting stuff, and uh, we're also looking for part-time uh, accounting help. So if there's any GLers out there looking to work 20, 30 hours a week or something, that'd be great. But so, but we have to work, Kenny. We, I mean, the, no, we're not. I'm not going to be an absentee owner. I, I love being here every day and helping people and being with my employees. This is why. Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care's Garage Logic's official body shop. It's a mom and shop joint, a mom and pop joint where pretty much anything related to auto repair can be had. The official body shop of GL, one of the top shops in the metro, SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Nice work. You're the best, Mike. Thanks, fellas. Have a great weekend and happy positive Friday. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life, Joe Souchere. I talked yesterday with a very happy Schoonover customer. Oh. Uh, you, you were out of the room for part of that. Um, I booked us a gig, um, a grand reopening <laughs> celebration featuring Garage Logic in the parking lot of Schoonover Body Works and Glass right Freshly there. Freshly painted parking lot? Are we putting the band back together? What we're going to do is we're going to do it right in the middle of the state fair. Since I'm going to be there anyway, we'll just do it on a Saturday. Yeah, good. You you have a good time. <laughs> or that Wednesday. <laughs> Taking you to a journey to the center of your mind. Let's go. Hop in the uh, hop in the old Volare. Chicago, like Seattle, uh, like many cities, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, is really accelerating its race to ruin. Uh, the new mayor, Brandon Johnson, is an excellent example of the theory about no matter how crazy your current mayor is, for example. Okay. You'll regret losing that mayor with the new one. Not only is he an excellent example, he might become the example. I mean, Lori Lightfoot now looks like a rock-ribbed Republican. Winston Churchill compared to Brandon Johnson. Let's let's not go too far here. Compared to this guy? Compared to this guy? Can you wait till you hear this? Lay it on me. He... uh, was questioned uh, by the press about roving gangs of young people who have been terrorizing. Uh, well, this is in re- a direct response to a viral video that took place earlier this week in which I'm going to guess it's 10 to 15 uh, teenage people that are leaving a Louis Vuitton store in mass with... Hundreds of thousands of dollars of merchandise. 
but it was estimated that approximately 300 to 400 people had gathered and they began to take part in disorderly behavior. Ah. In, no, and this was an attempt to loot a convenience store. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm very aware of the uh, video you're talking about yeah. because Chicago is not short of supplying videos no, for stores <laughs> right, getting right. looted. So here's uh, Brandon Johnson, who's just a, a, a toady of the uh, education union. He He's terribly incompetent. He's in over his head. He's going to hasten the ruination of Metro Chicago. And uh, he's being questioned about uh, this incident where 400, as many as 400 young people are behaving criminally and recklessly. Oh, you're not aware of some of these large gatherings? You're talking about the elections? No. That's 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 not appropriate. We're not talking about mob actions. I didn't say that. Can't use the word. Okay, what I'm. Hold on a second. Okay, respectfully. These large gatherings. These large gatherings. Just hold on a second, y'all. I promise you, we have time to talk. It's important that we speak of these dynamics in an appropriate way. This is not to obfuscate what is actually taking place. But we have to be very careful when we use language to describe certain behavior. There's history in this city. I mean, to refer to children as like baby Al Capones is not appropriate. So, so, so let me just, so just let me, just let me finish, please, okay? What I'm saying is, is that when you ask for very specific examples, there have been other attempts to have large gatherings, and we've intercepted those attempts. Mary Ann, do you have a question? Huh? He he's uh, bristling at the idea that someone would dare to call these these gatherings a mob. Well, that, they they are a mob. They're behaving like a mob, and they're uh, conducting mob behavior. They're conducting mob actions, and this uh, ridiculous clown uh, can't can't abide by that. So. We can't call them what they are. They're large gatherings. Well, and for those people that are just in shock as to why they'd see this, well, when the, was it the state of Illinois or the city of Chicago came out and said shoplifting will no longer be prosecuted, what in the hell do you think is going to happen? He went on to say, in no way do I condone the destructive activity we saw in the Loop and the Lakefront this weekend. Well, he gets it. We don't know that. It is unacceptable and has no place in our city. However, it is not constructive to demonize youth who have otherwise been starved of opportunities in their own communities. Yeah, there's no Louis Vuitton store to steal in your community, so you go to where there is one. Mm -hmm. Despite backlash, Johnson... The mayor doubled down. Don't give people false choices. We get to do we get to do both. You all, Johnson said, is well past due. Do we do we put an end to this dynamic? What now? Look, demonizing children is wrong. We have to keep them safe as well. Well, he's he's babbling. Uh, he's babbling failed academy boilerplate nonsense. Uh, he's among uh, those in the political class who cannot speak truthfully. Uh, and may not be able to. They've been so disabused of reality that it may he may not be able to say these kids are criminals. 
He has spent all, uh, his career is based on serving the ideological notion that these kids are merely victims. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, how can they possibly behave criminally? How can you dare call them a mob? Now we move on. Uh, uh, I'm taking you to a journey to the center of your mind. But, uh, by the way, uh, sympathy is out the door for a lot of us. I don't want anything to do with the city of Chicago. Once one of the greatest cities in this country. I'm saying for all of these cities, including the one you reside in. Sorry. Yeah. You, you you get what you voted for. Not my problem. Uh, I didn't yeah, you, could, you could easily replace Minneapolis or St. Paul with Chicago. Yep. Yep. Hmm. By the way, Cedric the Entertainer has not been replaced yet, has he? Remember uh, Cedric Alexander? How was stuff getting done? I don't know. They're going to have to bring in a new Cedric. Search. Search. Now we go to our vice president. Again, these are the people who lead us. Brandon Johnson in Chicago. Uh, Seattle has people writing opinion pieces, decrying the blue angels of all things. Uh, Here is the vice president of the United States. Don't play it yet. Let me tell you what this is. She. uh, where was she? She hosted Mongolian Prime Minister Oyen Erdin Luvsanamanarai. Hmm. Luvsanamanarai. Huh. The Mongolian. Okay. So uh, we brought the Mongolian Prime Minister to town. And they gave... Uh, They're trying to make a deal with the United States um, to do with natural resources. Uh, and as you know, Mongolia is landlocked, and it's got some really mean countries surrounding it. So just being here alone is a sensitive uh, issue right there with well, his neighbors. Kamala was dispatched to discuss with this fellow, Prime Minister Oyen Erdin Luvasanamzrai, tourism, mineral trade, and space exploration. Yeah, uh, about which she would know absolutely nothing. nothing. Well, she's an expert on it, isn't Just she? Ask her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so here is uh, here is Kamala, and she's standing next to the uh, the uh, Prime Minister of Mongolia, uh, who prior to today I, I had never heard of, uh, but even Mongolia has a prime minister. I guess. And there, and here's uh, here's Kamala buttering up about space exploration. In particular, we will discuss the work that we will do together to strengthen our space cooperation. You and I spoke briefly about the beginning of the next era, and for you, what that means in terms of your leadership and your vision for the future. And certainly, strengthening our space cooperation would be a part of that agenda including, of course, using our space cooperation to think about how we strengthen the economic prosperity and development of our nations. She gets a phrase stuck in her mind, and she'll just repeat it incessantly. In this case, it was space exploration. I thought it was space cooperation. Or space cooperation. Yeah. She she get they give her that and then she that's it. Hey, here's today's buzzword. Here, you use space. It's almost like Pee Wee's Playhouse. Here's yeah. the word of but, the day, Kamala. Right, right. So here's the deal with that though. Uh, the the two articles I've read they barely mentioned the space portion mm-hmm. of his visit. It's all about natural resources mm-hmm. and the two companies doing business together that way. And she focused on this small, little, minute BS detail. It's just astounding to me. It's another sleight of hand 
uh, deal, which of course she totally screwed up. You what know, she's tourism? An embarrassment. What tourism would be inviting in Mongolia? Is that the biggest, largest, nastiest, meanest desert in the whole world? No, I believe <laughs> it's for the Mongolian goulash uh, museum. No, it's Mongolian goulash beef. is Hungarian. Mongolian is beef. You don't get the reference, do you? No. Cons. I thought I'd work that in. Years ago, um, the late, great Channel 5 uh, weather reporter uh, came on, and he said, hey, what do you need, Joe? And he said, your recipe for Mongolian goulash. That's why I that said stuck. Mongolian? You did. Well, I should have said Hungarian. In fact, I think I saved Who it. was the name of that guy? Um, Steve something or other. He is no longer with us, though, sadly. Oh, he that's right. Away. He went to the nine, I think, and then yeah. I got cancer. Well, that wasn't kind of me. This, it's it's such a sensitive issue, though, and, and the fact that that idiot would hold a press conference and try to sound like she knows what the hell she's talking about. What are we doing here in this country? Why are we letting children run things? That's, yep. that's been, unfortunately, uh, a major theme uh, here is in the village of Garage Logic where we are protected from all this. You you go to the center of your mind and you look outward and you see nothing but chaos and disruption and denial of reality. And it's just endless. And the people in place are, are idiots. Not only that, but aside from Kamala, but everyone else is 160. Did you guys see the photo of five? I mean, what is going on? Well, Feinstein's daughter now has Feinstein's power of attorney. Right. Isn't that a bit problematic? You, is she 86? 90. 90. Get her out Not in Congress. Not in Congress. In dog years, is she 90? She's 90 yeah. years old. Wait, clarify something. What do you mean, power of attorney? Over, How her, so? pers over her personal... Uh, okay. Uh, but they're she... basically wheeling her in and saying, you know, push this button. Yeah. Well, how is that any difference from the old timer that passed out with his eyes open last week? <laughs> Mitch. That's no great point, Mitch Kenny. Mitch did the thousand yard stare. Everybody, all of them. They're all a thousand years old. It's the third rail single party system. We're being yeah, they're going to be okay. Okay, and I got a, I have a darker thought about it. Oh, good. Uh, who, from the younger generations Kamala's from the younger generation and she's more of an idiot than Feinstein well that's on them well you, but you keep saying we need younger blood and I agree we need younger blood but the younger blood the younger you get the more likely you are to get a f somebody from the failed academy well let's start with this prices have gone up and families and individuals are dealing with the realities of, of the, that bread costs more, that gas costs more. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And Thank we you. have to understand what that means. What's that mean? That's about the cost of living oh. going up. All right. <laughs> Holy and, and why? Why is it going up? Well, it's because it's more expensive. No, I agree, Joe. I don't have an answer. I mean, the younger generation terrifies me more than these people. <laughs> Well, the people exist. It's Matt Jr. I have it. Yes, yes. I need Matt Jr. to run for office. That's and cool. he sure as hell won't now. No, and no. He, he's not going to win, and I'll tell you why. Matt Sr. 
Right, too many skeletons. You're standing in his way. Somebody's got to run against the gal we were introduced to Sue's? yesterday, Suze Worley, the in pa- St. Paul. The pajama It'll, party. She's running. Yes. You know, she's putting her money where her mouth is. That ain't much money, but there it is. You want to go get Patrick for sports? Speaking of money, yeah, I want to turn money. you to our friends at North American Banking Company. They're fantastic. I made the switch, let's see, uh, about two months ago I made the switch to North American Banking Company, and I'm really glad that I did, and it's because I got sick of the big national bank and the way that I was treated, and my wife and I just said, Maybe we should look at a different bank, and that's what we decided to do. North American Banking Company is here for you. They are locally owned and operated, and that's huge because loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They're not sent out of state like at the other big banks, and this helps business owners solve problems quickly and expand their business with confidence. And they also offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other big banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. And they do have six locations to serve you. My location is in Roseville, but you can also see them at 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location over there in Maple Grove. When North American Banking Company first opened back in 1998, they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers, where you know your banker and they know you. Well, a lot has changed since 1998. This commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities, that has not. So, check out their website today. NABankCo.com NABankCo.com Check out their website and see what you can find. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. Hey Pat. Yes. You know, doing, you know Phil Mushnick. Oh, haven't yes, yes, a uh, TV critic for many years at the New York Post or Daily News. Well, he's a sports guy now, isn't he? Yeah. Well, he's sports. Yeah, but they had a sports TV guy. He was, he's he he's great. basically. I think it's today's piece. He's basically demanding that the Jets ignore Delvin Cook and not sign him. Oh, so he's he's doing more uh, commentary now. Maybe he's just doing regular columns, not TV. Uh, he brings well, up that, uh, Delvin Cook's dreadful criminal background and really calls it like it is. And he has a picture of Delvin Cook's bloodied girlfriend, oh, as only the New York Post would have it. Well, the only New York Post, they try to do everything they can to keep Delvin from getting a job. Uh, Delvin, you know, is in town running a clinic for kids, but he does have that uh, domestic violence in his background. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the uh, You know, he's, uh, did, there was did, didn't just a story come out a week ago that he offered the the uh, girlfriend a million dollars to just shut yep. up about it. Yep. And it, didn't, it did not work. Yep. So, uh, yeah. He's she had her own but, number in mind, I think. Uh, yeah, well, she, uh, he's got a lot smaller number than he thought he was going to have. He was uh, on the what they on the hook for thirteen million, and now he can't get a job. So, uh, and I don't think he got any walk away money either. He, he had it in the past. So, well, given that league, uh, I'm sure he'll land a, a gig somewhere. Yeah, I think it's just looking for the looking for the right amount of dough. You know, Buffalo's looking for a running back; they'd mm-hmm. take him, but they probably want to give him three million. And, mm-hmm. You don't, you don't want to, the running back uh, union is, they need their own union, 
Joe. They are getting robbed all of a sudden. They just have devalued that position. Not so much they don't want running backs, but uh, they, they, they've kind of come to the theory that most of them are the same. You right. know, if, you, if you get a first-rounder or a fifth-rounder, it's going to be two-tenths of a yard's difference in average or something. Hey, help know. me understand something. Was there an NFL game on TV last night? Sure was, Joe. Uh, yeah. You're kidding. Hall of Fame game in Canton. Oh, Ohio. it was the Hall of Fame traditional, game. The traditional Hall of what Fame What network game. carried it? I have no idea. I didn't see it anywhere. It was on NBC. Really? Uh, But uh, they apparently the showers didn't work in the old Canton Stadium, and then the uh, the lights went out for a while. I I heard this from other people. I like games like that. (laughs) I think they're trying to uh, do everything they can to get out of Canton and have it in some other stadium. You know, the NFL probably doesn't like those, uh, like that old uh, building, but. uh, that's uh, you know that that was the game, and that's I think the only two teams every year get stuck with playing an extra exhibition game. And last night it was the uh, who was it? The Jets and something. And the Browns. And the Browns. Did Rodgers play? I wonder. No, no God, no. God, no. God, no. He may not play the whole preseason. Right. Uh, you know, or might play a quarter or something. Did you who see where? Been? Did you see where? Uh, is it what? What's the kid's oh, name? Hamlin right for up. Buffalo. Yep, Demar. Demar, he's in pads and on the team. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable, isn't it? Jeez. Yeah, but I just I'd like to apologize for using preseason. I I like to use exhibition uh, or practice games. <laughs> practice games, one of the two. So uh, please don't uh, let me say that, Joe. I got a real battle on my hands out here in Gold Valley. All right, Hornets. Hornets. The Hornets got underneath the uh, win- the bay window. You know. Oh yeah. And I thought I had them all a couple of days ago because I, I went to Fratelloni's and said, give me everything you got that can kill Hornets. I need an arsenal. <laughs> so did you get the full uh, beekeeper uh, scarf on? Yeah, he wears the helmet. Yeah, the fan- oh, I just go out there and spray and then waddle away as fast as I can. But uh, <laughs> So I thought I had them. I wasn't seeing anything movement. Today I went to reach the paper and one of the little SOBs got me in the hand. Really? Yeah, he got me in the hand. He looked so at his buddy and was, said, "Hey, there he is. Let's yep. get him. It's a big target." I thought he was. I thought he was left behind to get revenge. But now they're <laughs> back out there today, so I just came out and gave him another big old dose. But they're. I don't know. There's. Uh, Where are uh, they? Uh, under, you know, that we got the bay window that kind of goes out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's a little ledge there. They're under yeah. like that. Ledge. Yeah. Pat, Wait. I got to tell you a story. Oh. Yes. You ready? Yeah. Here's the kind of metro area we live in. I was on a walk last summer, and I'm mm-hmm. a pro on a just a shady neighborhood street in the yes. in the Mac Groveland neighborhood. Yes. And I come upon a tree that I see has uh, been tied off. You can't walk the sidewalk. The tree has been tied off and then tied to the railing of their little uh, approach to their steps. So you'd have to go into the street to walk around this little area. And the sign said, be careful, hornets. And I wanted to say, I wanted to go up to the door and say, go to Fratelloni's and buy some spray. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) 
In other words, you're sealing off your house. But this euphorian didn't want to harm the hornet, no. so just let people walking oh. by get stung. Oh, they want to oh, save them. They're saving the hornets, oh. which are they're not normal. I thought saving the hornets. No. I thought she was putting up a sign to tell the hornets to be careful. No, she no. was uh, okay. a euphorian trying to protect the bleeping it, hornets. Roycey, have you found the exact hole that they're going in and out of? Do you know? I, uh, I, I, I'm not going to crawl underneath there to look up. But no. I, I okay. see where they try to retreat to. Yeah. And uh, so I try to spray the living beekeepers out of that. But uh, there's some strong fermentation in there that they want, I guess. You know, there's they're quicker than wasps too, and I think they're meaner too. Wasps are wasps you can kinda of see coming, you know. These things are, they're very quick. Like hummingbirds. But here, Joe, the hornets they don't they attack you. Yep. So they don't deserve to live. If they just sat there in peace, yep. that'd be fine. But they don't sit there in peace. No, you know what? They, they have ambition. They know if you come by, they want to annoy you, so they deserve to die. They're like Russians. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they deserve dis- disturbing their neighbors. That's where do the they? Thing. Where do they rank? You, your bees, I get your bees. You yeah, know they—they they got they're they're, they're important. They're important. They were bees. I wouldn't be spraying. Right. Them. Let them live. They don't. Die. What do hornets do? They sting Not, people. Yeah, they, they accomplish. Nothing. And how's a hornet different than a wasp? Well, I think Roycey gave us the definition. Ambition. Yeah. Yeah. Quicker. Quicker. Yeah. Quicker yeah. than the wasps. They're oh, like defensive backs. <laughs> we usually have wasps. All right. I have your answer. Back. This is according to holisticpestsolutions.com. Sure. Holistic. Okay. Like most oh, living holistic. things on our earth, hornets have okay. a purpose. What is it? They help rid the world of unwanted garden pests. Aphids that damage and ruin gardens and crops oh. by feeding on their young greenery. Also, an, oh. inter- an interesting Isn't note, aphids? in many Japanese mountain villages, hornets are considered a delicacy. Really? How would you prepare yeah. them? Brian? I don't oh, if you got a trans, uh, if you got a transported Japanese person living in the Twin Cities and you want a whole... Uh, Breakfast table full. Hey, buddy, here. Uh, yeah. come over and have some dinner. I've you used, the, uh, <laughs> uh, Racy, uh, being, a, being a redneck, I've used many, many different um, w- w- methods of removing bees yeah. and hornets. I cannot recommend the carb cleaner and the lighter. Do not go that direction. <laughs> a flamethrower no, no. might <laughs> take care of the Could problem too well. Patrick. But you know what I've seen on Twitter? <laughs> Yeah, plus the, the gas, is the gasoline. Yep. Have you seen yeah. that gasoline trick on Twitter? You fill a mason jar or something with gas, and you hold it up to the nest, and they just, mm-hmm. for some reason, are drawn to the gas, and all the hornets just drop into the fuel and die. Wow. Yeah, but what about the ones while they're circling, and your yeah. fat arm is holding the gas? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting yeah. stuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. I'm Ouch. You know, there is a really easy way out of all of this. Plunkett's Pest Control, putting bugs in their place, not yours. Okay. You're also, right. We're also making the assumption, Patrick, do you own a gas can? 
Uh, no, I don't. I no longer do since I since uh, since my various lawnmowers are spread off. Since so Gabe be, acquired now, fifteen yeah. of your lawnmowers, now, can you guys see? <laughs> yeah. How about Roycey in the driveway, garden hose, gas tank of the car, oh. huffing out just enough the to whole, get it. The whole block would blow up. Yes. <laughs> I think maybe if I got the hose and just sprayed the living bejeebers on them after they go to sleep tonight, that might get rid of them. No, no, that's, no, that no that's just going to make them mad tomorrow. I've had great success with the sprays I get at Fred Aloni's. I've had great success. Yeah, well, I did too, but here's the deal. we got, like, the big bush around there, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to climb my chubby rear end through the bush to get underneath there because then if they come after me, like... Yeah. Twenty strong. Then you're trapped. Get the hell out of there! Right. You know, why can't you just? Picture. Why Jump not just pool. leave them? Just Jump leave the them. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I don't think they get any business here. I don't like them. You know, I just don't. Let they <laughs> That's a racist attitude. If I have ever heard one, <laughs> jeez. Son, we get in the newspaper for no reason. All I was doing was getting the newspaper. Boom! Six o'clock in the morning. My that's, day is ruined. That's discrimination. See, just one more reason we should all be reading the newspaper online, right, right. there. Right. Yeah. Oh God, yes. Pat, I haven't been to a game in St. Louis since the Cardinals played the Brewers in the World Series. Yes, I want to go to a game in St. Louis. It's that fantastic. just looks like a wonderful place to see a ball game. Yeah, Reavers been there several times. Yeah. They, they're getting some no shows though. They had some no shows for the Twins. They're still going to end up the year selling three point three million dollars tickets, but uh, I think it's probably the season ticket base is almost thirty. They're getting, they're getting thirty five thousand a night. Joe, this yeah, is the not, time not to last go. night. It this was is, empty. This is the time night. to go when the club's not doing well, because then mm-hmm. you can get a really good ticket for cheap. That's mm-hmm. the uh, outside. Yeah, yeah. They I, probably had half half a house last night. But I was like, back there know, in they, April, Patrick. Uh, the, they were playing, I believe, Toronto. And what I love about that city and going to a game there is the 85-year-old grandmother knows who the backup second baseman is for the Birds. <laughs> oh, yeah, they right. It's they're fantastic. Right. It's a hell of a baseball team. It is. I did see some woman in the stands last night with uh, it was about the ninth inning, and the Cardinals are trying to raise some hell, and she got her two grandkids with them. <laughs> and she's nodding off. <laughs> nodding off, but she can't leave early because she doesn't want to set a bad example. No. Well, our boys come home tonight and face Arizona. Yes, uh, Joe Mauer weekend. Uh, he's being uh, oh, tomorrow right. night, right? They're retired. Not re- what are they doing now? They retired. He's going into the Hall of Fame. He's going to the Twins Hall of Fame. In the Twins Hall of Fame. That's right. So uh, is he going to get a statue? Well, uh, I think he only gets it if he goes in the Hall of Fame, which he will about four years from now. I well, Herbeck's not, not in the Hall of Fame. Who? Herbeck's not in the Hall of Fame. No, but he's Herbeck. You know, he's he's uh, you know he's the champion of first base wrestling. That's true. That should have been his damn statue. Why wasn't that his statue? Either that or the one where he was laying on the guy and not letting him come back to first. That was that was even better than throwing Dan off. The guy comes sliding back in. He goes, "Woof!" He landed on him like a wrestler. Guys, reacher that he's gasping for air. He's two seventies laying on top. Boys, speaking of that. 35 years ago yesterday was the Necro thing where Herbeck tries to stand on top oh. of the Emery board. His yeah. Necro yeah. throws it out of He's his throwing pocket. throwing a hardware store out of his pocket. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Tim 
Tim Cheats. That was in L.A., right? Yes. That was in Anaheim. Yep. It was with Tim Cheetah. Cheetah. Yeah. Cheetah's yeah. one of the ups. Pat, I saw a picture of the Big A in Anaheim. I yeah. presume I saw it on Twitter, which is the only thing I like about Twitter are these weird historical things. Yeah. It must have been was just built, and it's surrounded by nothing but nothing, vacant land. Nothing, yes. Yeah, wow. nothing land. It's... Uh, and then, of course, they built the the Rams came out and ruined the view. And then they, when the Rams left, they took it down. So yeah. it's back to the original. Uh, but that's getting to be one of the oldest stadiums in baseball. Right uh, still a beauty, though. It's like Dodger yeah. Stadium. You don't need to replace it. I've always said is if you live out there on a you know on a, those sixty eight degree evenings, how can you not go to the ball game? Mm-hmm. You know, it's too nice a night. So anyway, well, what are you up to? I'm going to the Twins game tonight. I just, uh, I I got a Dave Winfield column for Sunday. I just finished. I talked to Winnie. Could he have been Otani before Otani? Oh, they that. probably wouldn't have let him, right? Uh, no, they didn't. But, yeah. uh, you know, he was a fantastic pitcher. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, yeah, when he got drafted, he, the teams, some of the teams were interested in him as a pitcher, not a hitter, so. Well, you go tackle those wasps, and we'll talk to you later. No, hornets. I mean hornets. That's hornets. that's right. Yeah. Wasps right. are easier to kill than these little SOBs. Right. All right. They are little, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, yeah. they are. Quick, they are little. little. Goodbye. Right. See ya. Yeah. See ya later. See you later. Yeah. Yes, sir. Why don't you take a break there, Jeez. sport? Um, can I just brag for a second? Why? I've Why? my. You guys know about my new hobby, right? Let's see. Uh, well, I got a big you watch bugs melt. I got a big, big, big day and evening planned. I've got a, an afternoon road trip that's going to bring me back home in the middle of the night, which means one thing a bugs. windshield covered with bugs. Yeah. Bugs be gone. So awesome that I now let them build up on purpose. I'll go a couple of extra gas stops and not wash that windshield just so they really, really cover the whole thing. And then. I spray this Bugs Be Gone on there, and before I can even get the hose in the truck and start the gas pumping, they all start sliding down. It's an absolutely, it's a magic solution. That's therapy. It's so fun. Uh, it, they claim now that uh, see that Bugs Be Gone melts the sticky bond. Well, it just melts everything, and they all slide down, and it's just so easy washing them away. It's turned this irritating uh, side effect of summer into something that's delightful and fun. Uh, it's safe for all finishes, non-toxic. It's a water-based formula, and it leaves no film or haze when it drives. You can use it on anything organic, any kind of organic matter that's on your vehicle, uh, your golf cart, your motorcycle, boat, whatever. Just spray it on, wait a few minutes, wash it off, and the bugs be gone. Just another wonderful product for our vehicles from the fine folks at Seafoam. From high atop the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, we're celebrating 30 years of garage logic. Thanks in part to North American Banking Company. Line eight there, Here? Joe. Yep. All right. Line eight. Okay. Uh, hello, we're on. I, I need the name of the interpreter from Chile. Hello. Hello, you're the. How are you today? And you are? Pedro. Pedro, and you will interpret? Uh, buenos dias. Buenos dias to you, and you have. Do you speak Spanish? 
Pardon? Do you, do you speak Spanish? No. No? You have Yanni Barrios with you. He's 50 years old. He uh, is one of the rescued... He, he is one of the rescued miners. He was, um, he was one of the middle ones mm-hmm. that was um, pulled from the capsule. Uh, ask him how his how does he feel today. Can you hold, please? Yes. Uh, he said uh, he is um, feeling better and he is happy to be out of the, um, the how do you say, ground. The what? The gr- ground. The ground under. Right. I got that. And uh, did he have a happy uh, homecoming when he reached, uh, when the capsule finally reached the uh, uh, the end of its journey there? Can you hold? Can you ask him, please? Can you hold? Yes. Thank you. Well, he said he has... Uh, you know, I, I, can I interrupt you there, Pedro? Can I interrupt for just a moment? Can you hold? Yes. No, you won't. See, See I'm, I'm hearing a question being asked of him, but I'm not hearing him answer before you come back on the line. He doesn't speak English, sir. I speak him in Spanish, and no. I ask him a question, and he tells me the answer. No, and, but no. Bear with me here, Pedro. I wish I could see you, but I can't. You're a long way away. No, you are, we are way up. No. On the earth. Ask him again, please, because we would like to hear him answer, even though we can't understand him. What, well, he's very far away, and I can read his lips from across the room. Ask him uh, what awaited him when the capsule came up. Okay. Can you hold this? Yes. Thank you. Because I have to tell him. Right. So what, your, what was your question again? How, what, was, what was awaiting him? Okay. Please hold for me. Thank you. He said that um, it was good to um, become out of this small capsule on the ground, and he likes to see um, uh, people waiting for him, a, a something good. For him to see, like maybe um, his mistress, right? And I don't. He is not shy to tell you this, right? And that was that. I told them. What? No, I'm sorry. What? Uh, he was yelling toward me, and I told I told him about the mistress. Well, he told you about it. Oh, because you told me about it. He is not shy about this. He does not know where to choose. Right. The old, the um, not the old, the uh, wife or the young. Uh, mm, um, um, ask him if a large um, a- ask him if that was awkward can you hold please yes he said that um, it was a feeling of oddness how do you say Odd would good would be good. It um, was uh, more. He's not a very, he's not a very smart person. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's just lay this down now. He's not the smartest in the world. All right, but a good man. But a good man, yeah, very good man. Bueno, see, si, hey, hombre, 
I give him these what we call sum up, and he said to me, he gives sum up, hey, bueno, you're gonna make it go. And um, he said that the, the world was worried about, uh, you know, oh, who's going to choose. And he chose, um, he has not chosen yet, but he's leaning toward uh, the mistress. Okay. Did he suffer any uh, long, t- is he, is he uh, hopeful for his long-term health? Can you hope, please? Yes. He tell me that. Japanese. <laughs> no. You just couldn't uh, keep it up, okay. could you, Pedro? Uh, he told me that uh, he is um, very happy. Just couldn't keep it up, could He's you, Pedro? Um, do you have any more questions for this man? Yes. Do you think the miners will want to see each other again frequently, or do you think they'll want to go their own way? Can you hope, please? Yes. I can say for you, mucho, mucho. Grande, grande. Uh, my friend, he wants to say he likes uh, big women. No, no, Pedro, that's not Maybe what I misunderstood. Right, I was just wondering, do they all feel so close now, they must be like brothers? Okay. Can you hope, please? Yes. There must be many uh, different interpreters there, because I... I'm hearing different uh, languages, but that's understandable. It's a world. I, I speak many languages. It's a it's a worldwide event. Uh, you can speak many because I um, right now my Spanish not so good. I just come from Russia, so sometimes I confuse. Could you please tell uh, Lonnie? He says there was good. Um, how do you say brothership? Right. Uh, there were some a couple of men got probably a little closer than. Uh, a brother would. You don't know that, but he does, apparently. He does. I think he saw him behind the um, one of the parked cars. It was lonely. All right. But will you please congratulate him for us and, uh, and uh, tell him we're uh, all very uh, happy and relieved that he and his fellow miners are safe? Uh, can you hold while I do this, mm-hmm. please? Okay. Uh. <laughs> Yes. Uh, he says that he he is um, appreciative. Uh, he like to you know he's happy from you, man. Good. He said he like and he wants to know if um you are do they get the check now or do you pay? How do you send the money uh, for we'll, the interview for the cash? 
Uh, well, that was never established. No, the, I mean, I, this, no, no, this okay. No, no. We, we had, uh, no, no. We choose you for international. You will make ABC News now or yeah. ESPN News. Uh, this, we have to know. But Used to be ABC. We will not continue. We are in. Well, no, I. Interview I, I could possibly be over, man. No. I got friends. Are you, you say hello to my, you know, dirty little friend, man. Right. right. Well, I. It, this, you know what this is? What? Hey, Pedro, Pedro. See, my friend is in mind. It was never established. It was never... Oh, you... 30 Years of Garage Logic is brought to you by North American Banking Company. A better banking experience. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. To learn more, go to nabankco.com. Join us all summer long as we look back at 30 years of GL memories. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Scott from Inver Grove, never afraid and always pushing back. He gave a lift to a gal the other day who was stalled because uh, they both left a fitness class together. But when he got outside, he saw her sitting on the hood of her Tesla. Uh oh. It didn't work. And. Uh, all he could do was offer her a ride. She lamented and cursed leasing the Tesla two years ago. She said the car was totally unreliable and wrought with mechanical issues. I asked her how it made it through the winter. She said that a full charge was good for about 100 miles when it was below zero. That's not enough. Wow. She also said the summer heat has similar effects on the longevity of the charge. Recently, they drove it to Nashville it took them three days to reach their destination and another three days to get back. That's for a trip that is generally a 14-hour drive using evil fossil fuels. Not to mention they had massive amounts of stress of worrying about finding a charging station along the way. All right. Uh, these are the confessions of a Tesla owner that you never seem to see on the front page of the newspaper. Uh, I don't want to be the clearinghouse for ripping electric cars. I mean, Pat Garofalo, he swears by his. That's true. The, he took you to task. The rep that we have, he loves his. Mm -hmm. I personally would not love them. I'll go with this report. I, I don't want to worry about how much juice Three I got days? left. So her battery was dead in the parking lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, Aren't we also awaiting another critic of yours in that regard to join us on the podcast? Oh, Jesse? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I've been working. I hit my ludicrous button. I've been working on a business idea, Such, a, a service truck, much like the service trucks that will come out on the freeway and help a semi driver out, or a tractor, a, you know, a farmer in a field. They come to you. Why not just have a service truck with the world's biggest generator on the back, where you could give these guys a quick bump, well, fifteen as we minutes, learned, as we fifteen learned, minutes, and give them a half a charge. And what what are we going to charge them a minute? Yeah. Hundred dollars a minute. Well, we already learned that that's already taking place. It's inevitable. We learned that yesterday from an email. Well, we've got to get on the forefront of this. Is it too late? It's too late because there are already towing companies that are probably going to devote themselves to merely recharging these things. So that's already under the way. Under what about outstate? I don't want to move back to the Twin Cities. I could do it out here. Yeah, you could. But how many electric vehicles are out there? Not that many. Your old man's got one, doesn't he? No. Uh -uh. Who am I thinking of? Nobody wants one. 
Well, and he's a motorhead, and he wants it for one reason and one reason alone. Speed. Yeah. Huh. Acceleration. <laughs> yeah. You'll recall we've, uh, we discussed the burning ship, the Fremantle Highway. Yes. It's carrying automobiles between Europe and Egypt, and it caught ablaze, and it was said to have 25 electric vehicles on this ship. Mm-hmm. This is from a site called Car Buzz. Uh the Dutch uh, uh, are saying now that there's 370, there's 3,784 cars on board, including multiple BMWs or Mercedes Benz. But rather than 25 EVs on the ship, there are actually 498 Ooh. EVs on the ship. In an official statement from K Line, the carrier's operator, uh, they said uh, we're below our 6,000 car capacity on this boat, but we have 400 and some EVs. So uh, that's that that fire will, is that thing will sink. In yeah. other words, they're not going to be able to. And we still are awaiting a GLer to tell us what is the ecological damage from a sunken EV. They can't start on fire underwater, right? You would think. And I also have a note from Doug the barber. Regarding the climate. Doug the Barber. Recall we've learned that this July is absolutely typical over the long run. When you graph it out, there's nothing unusual about this July in uh, in this neck of the woods. And he writes, I've been sitting on my story about the extreme heat that, according to the Mysterians, is going to be our demise. I guess I'm to the point where you either like it and read it on the air or you file it in the crap can. Last week, July 25th, I celebrated my 71st birthday. On that day in 1952, the high was 85. I was probably, when I was probably 10 or 12 years old, out of curiosity, I asked my mom about the day I was born. She told me I came into the world at 11.45 p.m. It was a pretty typical day on the farm, and the usual chores had to be done. She told me the one thing that needed attending to was the crate of apricots she had brought, bought from the grocer a few days prior. Can't My be. mother canned apricots on the day I was born. <laughs> hey, now. She hey literally now. canned apricots. I can see your staff belly laughing oh, yeah. as you read this. Yeah, yeah, the fact is my mother was a true GLer. Something needed to be done, and you did it. We needed food for the winter months in canning peaches, apricots, cherries, pears, tomatoes. Jeez, all of them? Carrots, beans, and yes, even beef was a common occurrence in the summer. We Exhausting. had a room in our basement that was full of jars of canned food. Mailmen carried mail in extreme heat, and farm wives canned apricots in small, unair-conditioned kitchens at nine months pregnancy. True GLers indeed. Mom has been gone for about eight years now, but if she were around and I told her the slang meaning of canning apricots, she would just smile and shake her head ever so slightly. Got so many of the values I hold dear from what my parents taught me. Every time I hear the term canning apricots, I think of her and the day I was born. <laughs> All right. And then we learn, I think Kelsey sent me this. Bjorn Lomberg is a client. Bjorn. A client is a climate expert. Okay. And he writes, one of the most common tropes in our increasingly alarmist climate debate is that global warming has set the world on fire. Well, well we're boiling. We're boiling. Yeah. But it hasn't. 
For more than two decades, satellites have recorded fires across the planet's surface. The data are unequivocal. Since the early 2000s, when 3% of the world's land caught fire, the area burned annually has trended downward. In 2022, the last year for which there are complete data, the world hit a new record low of 2.2% burned area, yet you'll struggle to find that reported anywhere. Instead, the media acts as if the world is ablaze. In late 2021, the New York Times employed more than 40 staff on a project called Postcards from a World on Fire, headed by a photorealistic animation of the world in flames. Its explicit goal was to convince readers of the climate crisis immediacy through a series of stories of climate change-related devastation across the world, including the 2019 and 2020 wildfires in Australia. Okay. And we all recall those because what happens now? Every time there is a forest fire, it gets incredible attention from news gathering institutions. Uh, this summer is the focus on the Canada fires. Yep. And we're, we've been getting incredible coverage of that. And we have felt it, felt the smoke. Uh, and both the Canadian Prime Minister and the White House have blamed this on climate change. Even though it's been reported, and some of them have been said intentionally. But, right. But we don't let those, those facts get in the way. Yeah, Quick, quickly, Matthew, look him up on the Internet. Um, Bjorn Lomborg. Hello, look him up. I want, I want you to see his picture. Keep yeah. going, Joe. Yet the latest report by the U.N. Climate Panel does not attribute the area burned globally by wildfires to climate change. Instead, it vaguely suggests the weather conditions that promote wildfires are becoming more common. Still, the report finds that the change in these weather conditions won't be detectable above the natural noise even by the end of the century. The Biden administration and the Times can paint a convincing picture of a fiery climate apocalypse because they selectively focus on the parts of the world that are on fire not much the larger area where fires are less prevalent. He's precious, Joe. Bjorn's, okay, wait. Bjorn has been around a long time. Okay. Um, he's on our side. Yeah. We love Bjorn. Yeah. Bjorn, show, turn that around, Matthew, so Joe can see his picture. Bjorn is gay and a vegetarian, and he's born in 1965. Okay. Now, look at Bjorn. Matthew's showing him... Um, the picture of him. You gonna ask me who he looks like? Now look at me. Now look at back at Bjorn. Yeah. Now look at me. Both born in nineteen sixty five. Bjorn looks like he's about thirty. Right. Yeah. Kenny looks like he's got both feet in the grave. <laughs> Seventy eight. <laughs> Seventy eight at least. Uh wow. give me a little bio on Bjorn. He's he's a credible uh, fellow to quote. Uh, his Wikipedia page is fascinating. Yeah. This, we got to have this guy on. He's been around for many years. His first book was in 2001. He's been doing this a long time. Well, he went from true believer to skeptic. Right. And he's got Cool It, another book. He's um, seen he's, the light. He's got a documentary film. Mm-hmm. He's from Denmark. Yep. Uh, he's he's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fields, political science, environmental economics. He was an undergraduate at the University of Georgia, earned a master's degree in poli-sci at the University of Aarhus in 91, a Ph.D. degree in poli-sci at the University of Copenhagen in 94. 
Matthew, why don't you book him for the fair? He'd be a good guest for the fair. It's embarrassingly wrong to claim, as climate scientist Michael Mann did recently, that climate policy is the only way to reduce fires. Prescribed burning, improved zoning, and enhanced land management are much faster, more effective, and cheaper solutions for fires than climate policy. Environmental Protection Agency modeling showed that even with a drastic reduction in emissions, it would take 50 to 80 years before you'd see a small impact in the area burned in the U.S. In the case of American fires, most of the problem is bad land management. A century of fire suppression has left more fuel for stronger fires. Even so, last year the U.S. fires burned less than one-fifth of the average burn in the 1930s and likely only one-tenth of what caught fire in the early 20th century. Hmm. And remember remember the tip I give you. Use lake acreage. When the, when the ABC World News Tonight comes on the air and says, oh, my God, we're dying, the earth is boiling, yep. 75,000 acres are on fire outside Los Angeles, 75,000 acres is smaller than Lake Mille Lacs. In a state the size of California. Mm-hmm. No, nobody wants the fires, and people live in harm's way. I, I understand all that, but... Uh, every climate scare, according to Bjorn Lomberg, has proved to be a dud. Polar bears were once the poster cubs for climate action, yet are now estimated to be more populous than at any time in the past half century. We were told climate change would produce more hurricanes, yet satellite data shows the number of hurricanes globally since 1980 has trended slightly downward. All right. It's something we GLers have known, uh, that this movement has nothing to do with the environment. Nothing? Nothing. Nothing. Zero. Mm. Zero. Take a break, and I must come back with a correction because we keep getting trapped in our This Day in History. All right, we can certainly do that. I will take you on a little trip, a little um, close your eyes and picture this. You are cruising... The coast of Croatia. What if it's on fire over there? It won't be. All right. If it's hauling EVs. I'm going to for sure make sure. I'm going to get a big fan and blow all the stuff out of there so it's perfect scenery. I don't think it's on fire. Croatia is beautiful. And I'll tell you this, that uh, my two sisters, Teresa and Maria, at Escape With Us Vacations have put together a trip that I'm going to be on next July. So here's the deal. Why don't you call those girls over at Escape With Us Vacations and let them know that you want to go on that trip as well. We're going to have a complete blast. All the information is online. Way too much info to give out right here. Call this number, 651-788-4338, and tell them you want to go to Croatia next year. If you want a sneak peek, this is the best way to do it. Go online, escapewithusvacations.com. Now, the first ship, the first private yacht is already full, and they're looking at that second yacht right now. So if you want to get on, I would get your down payment all set right now, and then you've got a year to get it all set for next year. July of 2024 is when the trip is. 
Cruise the Croatian coast, man. A beautiful scenery. Escapewithusvacations.com, 651-788-4338. I cannot wait for this trip. Since 1985, Air Mechanical has served the Twin Cities for their heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical needs. They can also help you with drain cleaning, duct cleaning, and indoor air quality, serving the entire metro area. From general maintenance to full install, they got you. Furnace installs, boilers, heat pumps, garage heaters, and more, Air Mechanical employs top-trained tradespeople in the state of Minnesota. They operate with full integrity. They do things the right way, not the easy way. And their Total Solutions membership is like having Air Mechanical on retainer. Keep all of your home maintenance needs in one comprehensive membership. Select one tune-up a year and enjoy benefits like discounted maintenance, repairs, service, and equipment costs. Catch problems before they arise and keep your home's mechanicals running smoothly. We'd love it if you gave Air Mechanical a shout-out for any heating, cooling, plumbing, or electrical needs. Call or book online at thinkami.com. That's thinkami.com. GLers, take note. You can come celebrate 30 years of Garage Logic Monday, August 14th. My sources tell me that's a week from this coming Monday at the Chanhassen Dinner Theaters as we record a live podcast on the Dinner Theater stage. Tickets are just 40 bucks. They do include dinner and a live Garage Logic podcast recording. It will also include music from Johnny Height and Stephen C. Dinner's at 5.30. The show is at 7.30. For more show information and to purchase your tickets, just go to garagelogic.com. But here's the bit. Um, we were told this morning that we're 91 I think Ross is having a laugh with us. We're 91% sold out. He's having a laugh. Um, with the tickets. So I don't know if there's any left. Uh, if you're hearing this show, like let's say uh, later in the day on Friday or over the weekend. But if you want to go, you better do it now because once the tickets are sold, there are no more available for the public. We ain't got no meat. GarageLogic.com. Click on Get Tickets. Well, that's not entirely true. I received an email from the boss today saying uh, he might have four seats for each of us. Mm -hmm. um, I want to better. announce to the GLers right here and now <laughs> that I have four extra seats available if you'd like to, you know. You know, grease the palm. You know how this Figure works. Figure it out, right? Yeah, well, I'm probably not going to use four seats. I have eight extra seats available. <laughs> a low, low price of a thousand dollars each. We thought we had living among us the grandson uh, of President John Tyler. Mm -hmm. who left office in 1895. We learned of Lion Title li living in Virginia at the age of 95. Would it be the great-grandson? Well, it turns out he's dead. He, oh. he died oh. in the year 2020. Oh. So as recently as three years ago, we did have a Harrison so living with us. we do the exact opposite of what Royce does. Right. Where he kills off. We... Allowed. So sad to, to hear about uh, whoever, uh, Jerry Kozman. Oh, yeah. Pat, I'm still alive. <laughs> we keep him alive. We keep him alive. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a headline earlier in the week saying Vin Scully died. And I'm like, hold on. a long time ago. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. 
Yeah, as it turns out, it was last year. Or not a long time ago, but yeah. Before you move on to this day in history. Yeah. I would like to um, Spin out. try a new segment on Friday afternoon called Flying Blind. All right. Because I have two very quick clips that, uh, that surfaced recently okay. over the course of the show. Flying and, Blind. And I know they will get a rise out of the mayor. The first Joe was sent to us by uh, loyal jailer Mike saying, please, please, please play this for the mayor. This is your vice president when asked about infrastructure. People are tired of being required to travel over potholes and bridges that are breaking down. And it's expensive when you when all your tires, you know, when you lose your your, your tires are ended up being flat because of those roads and bridges. People. Yeah. <laughs> Flying blind. What's the what's the next one? <laughs> I if wish, I dare, I wish if I dare ask. could see Joe's face. Uh, we he, just, his face looks like he's holding, he's got some vomit in his mouth yep, and he yep, doesn't know yep. if he should swallow it or spit it out. This one <laughs> I have been sitting on all day and I love it so much and I'm hoping the three of you do as well. We weren't going to bring up former President Donald Trump on today's broadcast, but this clip is so spectacular it deserves a few seconds on the show. I, I must say before you play it that it's inevitable that we must bring him up in the coming weeks mm -hmm. for analytical purposes. So figure out what's going on we in do. this country. We're going to have to. Um, mm -hmm. This particular clip, Joe, is um, former President Trump at his most recent, uh, he, he likes to hold these impromptu press, or not press conferences, but uh, speaking engagements to the public. And someone put the opening Seinfeld bed underneath. Oh. They want to ban straws. Has anybody ever tried those paper straws? They're not working too good, right? Has anybody ever tried, seriously, the new straws made out of paper, right? It disintegrates as you drink it. If you have a nice tie like this tie, this would have no chance. By the time you get finished, the straw is totally disintegrated. Does anybody walk around with a plastic straw? Because it's not bad. You know, you whip it out, boom, boom. You never had to do that. So they want to ban straws. I said, oh, really? What about the cart? What about the plate? What about the knives and the spoons that are plastic? Oh, they're okay. But the straws we got to ban. Oh, love it. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm telling I, you, the most fun I ever had was watching that speech when he was in Minneapolis. My God, I laughed. Great. I had tears in my eyes. I was laughing so hard. It was fantastic. And I don't know who to give the credit for, but I, I saw that this morning and I was howling in my kitchen. I was laughing and, so hard. And that's, it's such a bit and people take it seriously. They're, oh. they're so angry. Only. Because they come to us all the way. Where are we now? Hagesund, Hagesund, Norway. Mm. The traveling Lyman's back on the road again, aren't they? Yeah, they are. You can find their exploits at worldwidewaftage.com. Mm -hmm. On this day, August 4th, Joe, in 1857, one of a series of arson fires in St. Paul destroyed virtually all the buildings between Market St. Peter, St. Anthony, 3rd Street, and 4th Streets. Those fires led to looting, and citizens formed a vigilance committee to patrol the streets. All right. 
On this day in 1892, I don't know how this could have happened because heavy rains only happen now. Mm. They never happened in the past. On St. Paul's west side, heavy rains created a lake behind the landfill near Page and Brown Streets. When the dam gave way, three died in the resulting oh, no. flood. But see, that I'm surprised that happened. You don't get rain like that in the past, right. only right. now. Right, just right? now. In 1916 on this day... Amos Owen was born on Sisseton Reservation, South Dakota. He moved to the Prairie Island Indian Reservation at age 16 and later became a prominent spiritual leader, tribal chairman, and pipe carrier of the Dakota, working to broker understandings between Native and non-Native peoples. He died on June 4th. 1990. Hmm. Were you uh, were you uh, aware of Amos Owen? No. I'm very nervous now with people like Downing listening that Amos Owen probably is very famous and have something named for him, but I I don't know what that would be. Owen Corningware? No, no, that's Owen. Owen's Corning. O W E N. Yeah. Owen. Amos Owen. Amos Owen. And I'm I'm afraid to say I've never heard of the guy. Yeah. Because I have heard of him from last year's This Day in History on August 4th. He comes okay. up once a year. Comes up once a year, Amos, right. Amos does. Amos uh, Owen. I'm not Amos seeing Owen. anything courtesy oh, of the Google. Well, no, he is very famous among Native Americans. Right, right. He's a pipe carrier, ah, which right. I would imagine was a very exalted position. Exalted yeah. position, not exalted. Exalted What was position. What was his time frame of life? <clears throat> he was born on this day... Uh, in 1916, he died in 1990. <clears throat> so he didn't live all that long. Okay. But I'm not going to do the math. Right. Wait, what? 19? He that's died a, in 1990. That's a run. Yeah, that's almost 80 years. Well, what's 90 minus 16? Oh, you know, what it is. you know what it is. He was cl close to... Oh. Yeah, oh. that's why. Yeah. What? I'm so There's, sorry. Close to this guy's age. Right. This guy right here. This guy. <laughs> yeah. Him? Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. Turn, point, point. Turn that finger around. Yeah. There, you, there go. you go. Yeah, close to that guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, G. Hey, you know what? We'll give you this day in history. Fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Once a year, you bastard. Right. <laughs> and this day in 2023. But we have to play the Seinfeld bet underneath it when we mention I would. It. I would. Right. I would screw it up as much as possible. Possible. Thank you, GLers. Have a wonderful weekend. Nine percent of the tickets are left. Only. Maybe it's down to eight percent. That's a week from Monday night. You excited? Yeah, it'll be fun. I love the CD. I love theaters. Yes, it's. You, I think we're gonna have a good time. It's gonna be a blast. Well, if you want to have a blast all by yourself, go to uh, YouTube, punch up Garage Logic, and subscribe to Garage Logic on YouTube, and you will be for sure entertained by all the stuff you're viewing. Then the Garage Logic Town Council is online at garagelogic.com. When you sign up for the council, you're paying 10 bucks a month or $100 for the year, but you're getting a lot of inside backstage. Oh, Access. I forgot to mention, Steve Frazier is Steve the Frazier. Fox 9-slash-KSTP weatherman that sadly passed away a couple of years ago where Joe asked him for his Mongolian goulash recipe. And may he rest in peace.
It is time once again that we check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic, and now's the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Do what I did and pick up that phone and dial 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh, and you will always get straight talk. You will never get sugar-coated advice, and Josh is on the line with us once again. And today, Josh, on this special occasion, you would like to touch on earnings for Apple, Amazon, and more. Apple and Amazon, Chris, as you are well aware, are my two largest positions and the largest positions of my clients. And every quarter before the earnings come out, I do give the warning, not only that past performance is no guarantee of future results, but that Apple and Amazon and other companies as well do be prepared for a pullback in the stock price. As many analysts follow these two companies in particular, that's Apple and Amazon, but it would hold true to other companies as well. These companies, when they come out with results, they could beat any estimates, but the stocks go down on future guidance. So do be prepared for that going into those numbers. In some cases, prior to the numbers, I have reduced positions both to take in a profit as well as protect myself and my clients from any downside. But there are certain companies, Apple is one, that I have been a long-term holder of and not a trader. So I just want to make people aware prior to the earnings, hey, stock has moved up as Apple has done this, I'll say this year and in this quarter a lot. There could be a lot of information included currently in the price. And there could be you know, some number or group of numbers that some analysts or investors may not like in the report, and there'll be some profit-taking on that news. In the case of Apple, Apple beat on the top line, so their revenues were greater than expected. They beat on the bottom line. The earnings were higher than expected. Services business with Apple was up strongly. Macintosh sales were up. Advertising, which is part of the services business, was up. Sales in China were up. Sales in India were up. Sales in Europe were up. Sales, we'll say, in the Americas were down, but to me, not down a lot. Guidance for the next quarter was an uptick in iPhone, but an I and an uptick in services revenue, but a downtick in iPad and Macintosh sales because the comparables are going to be difficult and revenue projections are going to be about the same as they were this particular quarter. Apple stock dropped on that news. To me, however, the big news, and this is with Apple, is not that they sold fewer iPhones or revenues were down now for the third quarter in a, in a row because of how well Apple did during, uh, I'll say, the government-mandated shutdown. But the big thing on our, for Apple and me is the installed base. There are over 2 billion people worldwide that own an Apple device. 
that is big time. And once people are in, we'll say, that ecosystem, and Apple is still expanding the number of users and has the potential to expand that even more, at least outside the, the United States, that represents continued potential growth. Now, Apple is moving more from a hardware company to more of a services company. The, rev- the uh, margins that Apple has generated are still in the mid 40% range, which is huge. And Apple continues to generate tremendous amounts of free cash flow. So I think Apple is one of those companies that fits more as a consumer staple with growth potential than anything else and does deserve the high multiple that it gets. Amazon surprised on the upside, beating on EPS and beating on on revenues and guiding upward. Unlike Apple, which barely talked about artificial intelligence, Amazon did spend time talking about artificial intelligence and its uses both on the retail business and within Amazon Web Services. For the most part, analysts are focusing more on Amazon Web Services, which is the, we'll call it the growthier part of Amazon and generates, we'll say, a lot of margin compared to retail. And Amazon Web Services grew at 12%, which was better than single digits that had been expected. But Amazon Web Services, in terms of revenue, is about three times the size of Google's cloud. That, to me, is big, big, and is something definitely to pay attention to. And Amazon Web Services is almost twice as big revenue-wise as Azure. So to me, that when analysts look for large percentage growth rates out of Amazon Web Services, not to say that it's not possible, but given the size of that business, will say likely improbable. To me, a more potential growth generator is Amazon's retail business, which still continues to grow and offers plenty for consumers. Excellent advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and never, ever sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again on Tuesday. You got a deal. Thanks. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.